Good morning, good morning, good morning, and happy Wednesday, W-I-N-S-D-A-Y. I took a break last, because I took a break last week, um, I didn't do one last Wednesday, uh, but my goal, just so everybody knows, I can't even say my goal, what I'm going to do this year is make at least 52 podcasts, um, as you can see, that, that equals out to at least one a week, um, with 52 podcasts, I'm also going to sprinkle in some different podcasts on Saturdays and have uh, different guests on to speak to different topics. Uh, in February, we'll talk about uh, entrepreneurship versus uh, corporate America. Some of you guys joined last week on uh, Clubhouse. We had a conversation around uh, entrepreneurship versus uh, corporate America. It's early. I don't know why I'm saying it's early. I've been up for a few hours, but my, my mind's not working right. Um, entrepreneurship versus corporate America. Uh, we had some pretty good speaking points on there. Um, individuals that both work in corporate America, some that are that have only been entrepreneurs, um, some that are very successful entrepreneurs, some that are successful in a corporate environment. Um, but that, that'll be February's topics. Um, I got a few few people I've reached out to to speak on these topics and join the podcast. Those will be on Saturdays. Um, if you are interested in that topic, let me know. Um, we can see if we can schedule you in on one of those weekends. But uh, as we get into this year in the podcast, I've, I've talked a lot about being more specific in what I speak to on my podcast. And the Wednesdays, the Wednesday, W-I-N-S-D-A-Y, will be more specific around personal development. The Saturday ones with other people's opinions and beliefs will be, they'll vary a little bit. Uh, but for Wednesday, like I guess it needs to be more personal development related. Uh, kick off a series. Uh, I, won't, I don't want to call it a success series because I did a success series last year, but it's very similar to the success series. And we'll break down the different pieces of being successful. And maybe even we should change the title from success series to fulfillment. Uh, but one of the things I want to look at today is just preparation. Um, as we think about preparation, a lot of times, we have these goals and a, I don't even want to say a vision, but we have this thought of where we want to be at. And one of the things that I'm very uh, particular about is I feel that people or how we finish one thing is how we begin the next. And what I mean by that is, you know, most people don't go from being super stagnant. So at the end, at the end of 2020, <laughs> If you were being lazy, not really motivated, not reading, not not being about personal development, not being about uh, getting yourself better or just improving, you probably didn't jump into the new year with a new attitude of, okay, I'm going to do great. Or let me take that back. You probably did, but it's probably not sustainable. So one of the things that I'm, I'm speaking on when it comes to preparation is really looking at how you end one thing is probably how you're going to begin another. And like I said, most people aren't going to go from being lazy to uber motivated. You know, you're not going to go from eating fast food five days a week to being vegan and working out five days a week. <clears throat> and don't get me wrong. Like I just said, I, I can hear people saying, well, that's what I did. End of the year, I was ready for a new year. I was excited. I was motivated. So this year I've been hitting the gym every day. I've been eating right. I've been doing X, Y, Z. That happens a lot. But the thing is, we're talking about fulfillment and long-term success. And to do that, you've got to have some preparation. So the reason I'm reverting this back to preparation is because most of the time that's not sustainable. I don't remember um, if it was January 17th or February 17th is the common date that those people with New Year's goals and resolutions stop fulfilling or stop chasing those dreams or stop working towards what they had planned at the beginning of the year. 
<clears throat> so as I think about just the preparation piece, it's important that as you picture that vision, you have more than a vision. It's not just the vision of where you want to go, but a plan on how you're going to get there and then a reason. The reason, like, why are you doing it? And actually asking yourself, like, what happens if I achieve this? Who does it impact? What happens if I don't achieve this and who does it impact? Those questions will will really lead you and let you know, like, this is something worthwhile that I should be chasing, or this is something that, you know, it only only impacts me, so it may not be as as uh as big or as influential or as Im- impactful. So not having that that plan and vision and a reason, I think is is one of the more common reasons we see failure, burnout, frustration, uh, emptiness, stress, anxiety, all of those things. Um, because I think we're we want something more than what we have, but we're not willing to or we haven't been educated enough or been through enough things to step back and say, okay, I need to be very detailed in my preparation and planning for what's what's coming for me. And I think the the planning and preparation is going to be a big key. But most people, when they think of planning, they do it at a very high level. And then they wonder why they're not seeing success. And I think as you as you begin to become more successful and you start to get more detailed in your planning, you start to understand the process. And more times than not, you're actually going to buy into the process. And if you can make your process more enjoyable, you can hold off on needing the immediate gratification. And to be honest, the longer you can hold off on immediate gratification, the more likely you are to be able to be persistent and chasing, per- persistent and consistent in chasing those goals, dreams, visions. Uh, and I'm going to take this into corporate America for a minute, and I think it's probably going to apply to entrepreneurship as well. A lot of times when we're in corporate America, we look at levels. And whether you're the CHRO, you're the CEO, you're the VP, you're the director, you're the you the manager, you name the title. A lot of times we talk about not getting too far in the weeds. One of the things that I may, this may differ from many individuals, but one of the things that I'm very big on as you think about planning and as you have your vision of what success is, like the preparation piece, at certain levels, no, you shouldn't be managing the work down to the detail. But at the same time, you should understand the detail so that you can help coach develop those that are leading those specific functions. And like I said, I know some people look at that and say you shouldn't be in those weeds, but you, you've got to be able to coach, develop and understand what's going on there so that you can actually lead them properly and not have a cookie cutter approach to it. But when I think about preparation and I say most people think at a very high level, you pick any goal. Um, let's just do some of the common ones that people do uh, for New Year's. I'm going to lose weight. Okay. That, that's a common one. I mean, I, I did that last year. <laughs> I was going to go from 211 to 187 pounds. I didn't meet that goal, by the way. The lowest I got was 195. Um, but take weight loss. They say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat better and I'm going to eat healthier. And I'm going to go to the gym three to five times a week. That seems like a pretty good plan for losing weight. But as you start to get into, great, how much weight do you want to lose? Okay, 12 pounds. Okay, as you look at those 12 pounds and you look at your week or your weeks or your quarters or however you want to map this out, going to the gym three to five times, that means you're probably going to go when you want to. You need to be very specific around Monday, I'm doing cardio and chest. 
Tuesday, I'm doing legs and abs. Wednesday, I'm doing back and buys or whatever it may be. But being able to create a schedule and be very uh, detailed in particular around what exercises you're doing, when you're going, what time you're going, who you're going with, what you're going to do while you're there, how long you're going to be there. Those things really matter because as you start to think about that big goal, as I said, if you can hold off on immediate gratification, it's more likely hold off on immediate gratification and make the process more enjoyable. It's more likely that you're going to see the results and you're going to be able to be consistent with the goals that you're chasing and the work that's in the effort that you're putting in. Excuse me. And I say that because as you start to map out exactly what you're going to do, um, the days, the times, uh, the duration, who's going to be with you, whatever, the exact exercises that you're going to do, you'll start to have a sense of fulfillment, especially if that's something that you haven't been accustomed to doing. It, when you're new, completion is a is a big check mark. It's a motivator. It's uh, something that inspires you to keep going. And if obviously your support circle or the circle that you have around you is going to be helpful as well. But when you can get into that granular detail and map out your goals, you're more likely to be successful. Now, when you think about the planning piece of it and the preparation, that's time. I know John Maxwell in one of his books, he was talking about he takes hours to pack for his trips. Now, those are work, speaking engagements, whatever you want to call it. But the preparation, like how much time are you putting into the preparation that you're doing in order to create a successful event or a successful goal? And that's where, again, like I said, most people want to look very high level. So outside of just the, the weight loss, if you're looking at very particular goals and things that you want to accomplish, you've got to be able to sit down and map the things out and, you know, do some studying like personal development around what actually needs to happen to get you to those places. I'm encouraging you. And I always talk about this as far as reflection. You've probably set similar goals to what you have now in the past. And as you've set those goals, you've got to sit back and think like, okay, last year when I set this, when did I stop pursuing that goal? When did I start seeing myself engage less in the activity I needed to do to achieve that goal? What made me stop uh, chasing that goal or that aspiration or that, that destination, or that vision? And then the other side of that, you've got to think about the positive sides of it. As I said, make the process enjoyable. As you think about those positive sides of that process that you had engaged in in the past, what was it that made you get up and do it? Okay, at first it was new. It was exciting because it was new. Everything new is exciting. New cars, new shoes, (laughs) other stuff. Everything new tends to be exciting. But as you start to get into that excitement, like what built the excitement? It wasn't the actual event. It was the idea of you getting ready to make change and make progress and put yourself in a better place. So now you've got to start to think, do I have the level of discipline necessary to achieve those goals? And as you set those big goals, and this is something that I've talked about in the past and something that I'm, I've been fairly good at, I need to do it again, um, is setting long-term goals. Have those short intermediate goals that you're like, okay, if this goal on the board is mapping out the next 10 years for me through 2020 or 2030, I'm sorry, what do I want to have accomplished by the end of 2021? What do I want to have accomplished by the end of 2023? What do I need to have accomplished by the end of 2027? And as you start to think down that line, 
you've got to start to create that action plan. And the action plan is where we're talking about preparation and getting uh, granular in the level of detail that you're putting into that plan. Because the more high level you are, the more, uh, how do I want to put this? The more high level you are, the less likely you are to succeed because you're not going to have the, the detailed steps that you need to accomplish. And I won't say that you'll fail in your goals because you don't have the detailed steps. I'm going to say you're going to fail because those detailed steps that you had written down or documented are what's going to prepare you for the challenges that you're going to face. And if you're not prepared for the challenges, as soon as you face that setback, you're probably going to stop or it's going to cause you to deviate from the non-existent plan. Example, we talked about going to the gym five, three to five days a week. Okay, we broke that myth and we said, okay, we're going five days a week and this is what we're doing on each individual day and this is the time that we're going. Cool. Now that you know that, hypothetically, your alarm goes off late or you miss your alarm or you hit snooze and you don't make it. You may have missed the time, but you still know what you need to do that day to stay on track. And the fact you said five days and you have seven days in a week, you have two other days to make it up if you miss that workout. And these are the things that people aren't getting intentional about when they're setting goals. So as they, they meet that setback, it's like, oh, yeah, I didn't make it. And don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm guilty of it. I, I told my guy Tuck uh, earlier in the last year. I accomplished my goal, majority of my goals last year, but where I fell short was I did that just because of the, the environment, like <laughs> my circle is strong. I got a lot of positive people around me. Like I've invested in the process of personal development. So there's something, I would say six out of seven days that I'm doing from a personal development perspective for at least an hour, if not longer. So the process, it's enjoyable for me. But the thing that I, I realized was I could have accomplished so much more had I kept my action plan in front of me. And now it's easy to say. And then if I'm a listener, I would say, okay, so how is he doing this now? Is he actually keeping his action plan in front of him? I've got notes on my board up here of some of the goals I have. Behind like my desk, I have a big whiteboard which maps out action steps that I wanna have for myself and also from my, my, uh, my job or my career. So I keep those. The other thing that I'm trying to get better at, I went and bought uh, a MacBook, and I created my strategy and action plan in there. So now, what I'm trying to do, trying to do, what I'm trying to get more consistent at, is not just seeing what I have written on my wall, not just seeing what I have written on my whiteboard. Now, keeping that action plan that I created in my MacBook in front of me. So, okay, let me open this at least once a day to review what am I supposed to be doing week by week. What am I mapped out? And to be honest with you, where's my struggle? You guys can laugh at this because everybody makes fun of how early I get up. My struggle is I'm not getting up as early as I had planned. And some say, oh, great, you're getting more sleep. Yeah, but I, for me, and just making myself vulnerable here, if I'm not getting up at 3.15 and say I do get up at 4 o'clock, that 45 minutes, whether that was make coffee, social media, uh, make my positive post for the day, whatever it may be, that's taking away from time in the day that was scheduled for something else. So now, whether it's the Bible reading, whether it's uh, leadership reading, whether it's articles that I wanna share with my team, whether it's whatever it may be, you're pushing it later. And the one thing I can tell you, regardless of who you are, whether you need 10 hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep, six hours of sleep, four hours of sleep, as you start to cut into that schedule, you start to become more tired. And it's like, okay, are you 
going to cut it early and not finish something that you created, even though you've mapped out your action plan and you understand that these are the things that you need to do? Or do you stay up and get them done? And I think there's the the challenge we talked about earlier. In your action plan, did you plan for some of these setbacks? And if so, what? how do you course correct? What do you need to do to make sure that you stay on track? And this goes back to the detail. For me, I knew like getting up earlier for me was going to be a challenge. Okay, stay up a little bit later maybe. That's some of the things. And again, Sundays. Yeah, Sunday's not a work day. Sunday's a personal development day still. <laughs> I look at those and say, okay, that may be the day that I need to make up for some of the stuff that I've done. And I encourage each of you, as you go down this path of preparation and looking at like, what's your vision? Like, what do you want to be? Start creating those detailed plans. So with those detailed plans, you understand setbacks and challenges are coming and you have an, and you can call an audible and say, okay, this came up. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to switch it up and go this way so I can still become successful or overcome whatever obstacle came my way. I personally feel like it's mandatory that you do this kind of stuff if you want to be successful or have a sense of longevity for any career, any hobby, any passion that you have. Because a lot of times we don't stop chasing our vision or goals or dreams because they're no longer important to us. We stop chasing them because we're not having fun anymore or something has distracted us from the re- distracted us from understanding or remembering the reason why we started chasing this goal, vision, or dream. And I think 80% of that's going to go back to how did you prepare? Like mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, how did you get yourself ready to go do something that you've never done before? And that's really what it is. You know, change is, change is going to be consistent. Growth and progress is optional. So as you sit back and you listen to this, I encourage you to take five or 10 minutes and just reflect on, damn, everything's going to continue to change. Nothing, it's not going to stay the same. But you have a choice of, I can be intentional about my preparation for the goals that I want to accomplish and the growth that I want to have and the change that I want to see. Or you can sit back and let it happen to you. And when you sit back and let it happen to you, nine times out of 10, you're not going to be fulfilled. You're not going to be satisfied. The other piece, and I'll get into this in my next podcast, but just the fulfillment piece. As you think about goals and and accomplishments and growth and areas you want to develop in, it's good to have like a team that you're working with or corporate goals or some, some partnering goals or some things that you feel like you need to do to achieve XYZ. But make sure you're setting yourself some goals that are going to be impactful for you, because that's where the sense of fulfillment comes. It's not from other people's goals. That's a a temporary high, a temporary feel good. You've got to have some goals for yourself that you're crushing, that you're that you've mapped out, that you said, this is what I'm going to do. Hopefully the goals that you have for self align to whatever you're doing for a career or whatever you're doing for an occupation or a hobby or however you're making income. Because then when you're aligned, your values may align, your preparation may look similar. So not only are you going to be, quote unquote, successful in this space that you're working, living in, but you're also going to have a sense of fulfillment with yourself. But that all starts from that first piece, the preparation. How much time are you spending preparing for what you want to be? I appreciate you guys' time. Happy Wednesday. Hope everybody's at the top of the hill and keeps climbing. W-I-N-S. Think about it. Be great.
Good evening and happy Wednesday. What is it, January 27th, uh, 2021. Today being the 27th, the day after Kobe passed, or Kobe passed uh, yesterday, if you're a basketball fan, uh, a fan of leadership, a fan of an example, I think uh, yesterday a, a piece of your heart had to hurt a little bit um, as Kobe's death anniversary came back around. Uh, but to piggyback off of last week, um, last week I really spoke about, you know, preparation and uh, the title of the prep, the title of the podcast last week was preparation dictates destination. So in last week's podcast, we thought we talked through preparation, action planning, goals, uh, turning ideas into action, really paying attention to the details uh, visualizing your goals and progress. And what I mean by visualizing is keeping those goals and progress in front of you. Um, and then also just with the overall preparation is really looking at what that plan is going to look like to you getting to that, that ideal destination, however you're defining success. And as you look at that destination or that ideal goal or that, that location you're trying to get to, anticipating some of the obstacles that may came, may come up. Now, as you anticipate some of those obstacles, some probably listened last week and thought, I don't know what obstacles I'm going to face. Right. But if you create your plan and you're very detailed in the plan, and I talked through this last week, but if you're detailed in the plan, you can start to forecast where some of those challenges may come, whether it's you don't have enough time, you woke up late, um, financial issues come up you know when you're getting into the details you're you're better you're better able to see and forecast what some of those challenges may be um and then last but not least we also talked about when you run into some of those challenges or you run into some of those obstacles not quitting because it got tough but when it gets tough really remembering why'd you even start down this path um because obviously and i I may have said this last week i may not have but as you think about why anyone goes to war, why anyone chases after something, there's got to be a reason. And hopefully that reason that you're doing the work that you're doing or on the mission that you're on is bigger than yourself. Um, typically, when you have missions or reasons and, and whys that are bigger than you, you're more likely to stay into whatever it is you're chasing or whatever destination you're trying to get to. But Recap last week, um, what I want to touch on today, it it ties into last week, but not just preparation and success. Um, I think a big piece of preparation, success, and even that middle piece that doesn't get talked about a whole lot is leadership. And when I talk about leadership, I'm not talking about a title. Uh, many times we confuse leader for title. So supervisor, manager, director, VP, chief officer, whatever, whatever. Uh, president, you know, there's certain roles that we assume they should be leaders, but I really want to talk today about leadership and how it impacts direction, um, focus, goals, vision, execution, and ownership. Um, as you think about leadership, I really feel like one of the core values or one of the key attributes that all good leaders have, if I said all, all good leaders have is vision. Now, there's different levels of leaders, as there are to any occupation, many processes in life. There's, there's many levels to it. Uh, but from a, a visionary perspective, all great leaders that I've worked with, that I've read about, 
um, that I've watched on TV or on the news or whatever, wherever, they had a vision of what the future should look like. And this is where I think it's, it's interesting that when you think about good leaders and then you separate leader from success, anyone that's going to be successful is going to have a vision of what success is. And immediately when I say that, I shouldn't say immediately when I say that, as I plan out my podcast, I always think about the things that I'm going to say and then what are going to be people's possible rebuttals or ways to challenge what I'm saying. And I can hear someone saying, well, what about the person who hit the lottery? They didn't have a plan. They didn't right. But just because you got money or you came into money or you inherited money or however you got money, that doesn't mean you're successful. We talked a little bit about this in one of my previous podcasts around um, success or financial gain and fulfillment. Those can all be very different things. A lot of times I think people confuse what they're chasing for success when all in all actuality, what you're chasing is fulfillment. But that's another podcast. Uh, but as we talk about vision, great leaders know where they're going. Not only do they know where they're going, a lot of times they understand what they need to get there and who's coming along with them. So when you think about people like Jeff Bezos, when you think about people like Bill Gates, when you think about people like Martin Luther King, when you think about Gandhi, when you think about people that are in that space, and those are all very, very different, and I'm not comparing them or putting them side by side because they're all very different in their space. But within their space or their field or their craft, they're very good and very skilled and understood where they were going. And a lot of times we'll take, we'll pick on Jeff Bezos for a minute. We think about Jeff Bezos, and I think sometimes people get so rich, like he has billions and billions of dollars, that people are like, oh, he needs to be giving more back. He needs to be doing, okay, cool, whatever, I hear it. But when you think about the vision piece of where he's at, a lot of times people follow others because they don't have a vision. Let me say that again. A lot of times people follow others because they don't have a vision. And truth be told, most individuals haven't sat down and mapped out like, hey, what's my vision? You know, where am I trying to go? Most people haven't even mapped out what are your values, you know? So we can't get mad at those individuals that had a vision, put a plan together, did the preparation, uh, created their action plan and executed. And after they met that level of success by their definition, definition, they kept going, they kept building. And as they kept building, just like anything else, look at celebrities. People see celebrities that have millions of dollars and they're like, oh, I want to be a celebrity. You see people on Instagram and social media that have millions of followers or hundreds of thousands of followers. Oh, I want to have a whole bunch of followers. People like to be the center of attention. People like to be liked. And most of those people end up being people that had a vision. And those people that are out in front and leading, their vision is what's forcing other people, not even forcing, their vision is what is encouraging other people or attracting other people to them. Because they, a lot of people, whether you want to admit it or not, they admire their drive. They admire where they're going. They see what comes from that vision. And I don't know if people are actually intentional or uh, conscious about why they're attracted to certain images that many people follow or why they're attracted to certain people. Not physically attractive, but just looking at the vision and where individuals are going. Uh, the other piece, I think when you think about leadership is identifying skill sets. So not only do you have a vision in that vision, you understand one, what is your skill set? What are you good at? What can you get better at? What do you want to improve on? And then the other piece is 
What skill sets do you not possess that you need on your team to make your team or your vision come to fruition? And again, those are things that many people aren't looking at or thinking about in regards to how they become successful. So the vision, the skill set, and even with the skill set, you may not have or possess the skill set. You may not even know anyone that has the skill set, but you understand what you need or that skill set that's needed for your dream or your vision to come to fruition. The other, there's a couple more here I want to touch on. There's about three more, but one of the big pieces is ownership. And when you think about ownership, I'm not talking about your owning property. I'm not talking about your owning stocks. I'm not talking about assets, liabilities. I'm talking about owning your work, taking responsibility for who you are, your actions and your team's actions, your team, you define your team, whether it's your family, whether it's your, your team at work, whatever it may be, taking ownership, because as you think about leadership and those great leaders, they're taking accountability for what their team's doing, because, and this is just personal opinion. A lot of times when things don't go right in a work environment, it's not necessarily the people. A lot of times it may be the process, it may be the tools, it may be the technology. A lot of times people are quick to point the finger and blame people. But as I look at leadership, if the people on your team aren't competent competent enough to do the job, as a leader, what are you doing to develop them? Or what are you doing to make sure that you get the right people on your team? And pointing the finger is never, (laughs) it's never the thing to do as a leader, unless you're pointing it at yourself because you're responsible for any and everyone that is within your team. And again, leadership is not a title. Leadership is an action. A leadership is what an individual is, but it's not their title. So examples, if your team, hypothetically, if you're in sales, your team can't close. Are you working with your team on closing skills or talk-offs? If not, that's your fault. Like if they're not closing the deals, they're not making the sales you need them to, that's your fault. If you're in a coaching practice, are you sharing best practices with your team around listening and how to identify certain challenges and commonalities in some of those challenges? You know, that's, that's on you. You being the leader, those are the things that you have to identify. And back to the vision, If you understand what the vision is and where you're trying to go, you should understand also what skill sets are needed to be in there. And then if you understand the skill set, like I said a minute ago, if you don't have it or you don't know anyone that has it, you've got to go find it or develop it. Just part of being a leader. And I think as you take ownership and you see, as you take ownership and others see you owning the process and owning mistakes and mishaps, You also become the example to where they take accountability for their own actions, because don't get me wrong. Sometimes, yeah, there's there's uh, consequences for certain missteps, but most of the time there's not. It's there's a level of accountability of where you want to perform at a higher level um, and you may have a coaching something along those lines. But at the same time, as you start to take ownership as you start, as you start to take ownership of your team and ownership of your actions, you become the example and your team starts to follow in that same pace and that same step and that same path. So then when they do see mistakes or they make mistakes, they own it. And it becomes something that people don't run and hide run and hide from mistakes. Now it's more, okay, I made a mistake. Let me be vulnerable 
Let me get into a space where I can share the mistake that I made so that we can all learn from it. So as a team, we begin to get to a new level because a lot of times teams are teams are held. Teams are held back because they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to expose any any uh, deficiencies. They want to look as if it's perfect. They want to look as though whatever they were able to accomplish, they did it with ease. Because as a society, we look at ease and we look at those that are quote unquote gifted. People aren't gifted. People work hard. You have those one in a billion cases, but even I can hear my boys right now, LeBron James. LeBron James put the work in. Like, yes, he's a physical specimen, but I can guarantee that he outworked 99.9% of anyone else playing basketball. Let's debate it. (laughs) But again, you begin to be that example in that you being that example creates a culture of learning to where those around you are now open to making mistakes because they understand they're not going to get punished for mistakes. They're going to get coached and they're going to get better. And then, like I said, that that kind of environment, it creates um, a willingness to be vulnerable to where your team starts to reach new levels. And like I said, I'm not just talking about corporate America. I am referring to it a little bit with some of my teams, but I'm also thinking about the family. Think about the kid that at home, if he messes up, he gets his ass beat versus the kid that messes up. And let's just talk about this and understand what you did wrong. Now, I'm not talking about someone that's not going to under. I'm not talking about young, young kids that don't understand the conversation or whatever it may be. But when you think about the consequences to a mishap, a lot of times you're going to be able to identify how high, what's the, how high can someone elevate in their setting? Because many times we limit people's ability to, to soar or to get to those new levels because the punishment is so severe, so severe for an accident or for a mistake. So again, that ownership piece, it creates a culture of learning and a vulnerability that can that can propel your team to a new level. And like I said, that team can be at work, that team can be your family, that team can be your basketball team, whatever it may be. And then this this last bullet, it kind of ties into what I've been talking about when it comes to leadership and getting to new levels and new heights is go first. You know, the uncertainty a lot of times scares people. Uncertainty a lot of times or that gray area, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the ambiguous situation, uh, the uncertainties, it causes people to pause. It causes people to be inactive. You need people active. You need people taking action. You know, not much happens doing nothing. You've got to encourage people to take action. And I think this goes back to the training piece. If in your group, whether it's your family, your team at work, whatever, if people freeze when it comes to uh, ambiguous situations or the gray area or uncertainties, there's a training gap and there's also a, a learning gap. And with that learning gap, there's an environmental challenge to where your team, your family should be comfortable enough to know if I'm uncertain What's the right thing? Because you got to teach your team, your family, whatever, error on the side of doing the right thing, even if you're wrong. And this is one of the things I had a great leader who would push you to take action. Shout out Dave Mergen, who would push you to take action. But when he pushed you to take action, if it was wrong, and I remember this happening many times, he would ask a simple question. What did you think was going to happen? 
not from a, you know, not from being a smart butt or being like sarcastic. He was genuinely curious around what did you think was going to happen when you did that? Like what, what was your plan is basically what he was getting at. And the first time it was like, I didn't have a plan. I just did it. I just acted because the culture was conducive to, if I made a mistake, I'm not getting fired. It was like, okay, I'm gonna get coached. And then the next mistake, it wasn't necessarily saying it was the exact same mistake, but the next mistake, what plan did you put in place before you took action? Ooh, (laughs) plan. I didn't do that. So as I think about going first, you've got to create a culture where you're pushing those individuals to take action. They're seeing you take action. And even me as a leader, I'm okay at work in front of my team saying, hey guys, I messed up. Let me call this out. Because when you're able as the leader to call out, hey, I made the mistake, it creates a whole new level of your team being okay saying, hey, I made a mistake. So now they're going to try more stuff. They're going to get more creative. And as you coach and develop them, they're going to have or hopefully start to form a a passion for getting better at the craft that they're doing. So now, instead of them just making mistakes, they're going to have a plan. So when you come back and say something does go left, hey, what did you think was going to happen? Oh, here was my plan. This is probably where I messed up at. People start to identify their own area, so their own error. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. So I say I say all this to speak on leadership because I think as we talk about preparation, we talk about goals, we talk about vision, we talk about skill set, we talk about reflecting on why you even started. I'm encouraging people as we talk through what a leader is to think about where you're going. It still goes back to the vision. Be very detailed in where you're going, why you want to go there. Take action. It's okay to make mistakes. Make sure the mistakes that you're making happen or you're able to foresee some of those because you created a plan. Not everything's going to be predictable. But when you have a plan, you're more likely to overcome whatever obstacle gets put in front of you in comparison to the person that's just winging it. So I say that just to bring this back into like kind of, like I said, I don't want to call it the leadership series or the success series, but just from a leadership perspective, put these last two podcasts, not even just leadership, from a life perspective, put these two podcasts together the last two weeks, last week around preparation um, and destination, this week just around leadership and what it actually is. And think about how do you start to apply these principles and these teachings to your daily life? Stop getting up at random times. Stop waiting until the morning to see what's going to happen. Start planning what's going to happen. You'll be in control because you're going to start seeing less and less people working and functioning the same way that you are. You having a plan of where you're trying to go allows your steps to be created before you take them. So you know the direction. You don't have to be reactive. You can be proactive. Ah, man. Hopefully I I gave you guys some nuggets that you can actually apply. Uh, Get ready to meet with our accountability group uh, here in about an hour. Uh, We're going to have another clubhouse chat on Friday. Uh, We got a few different topics to to decide what we're going to talk through. Last two have been dope. Uh, Each week. On Clubhouse, the, the chats have been getting bigger and bigger. It's been pretty cool. We've got a couple of doctors in there. We've got a lot of entrepreneurs in there. We've got some people that are just successful in corporate America. So with the Clubhouse chats growing, it's uh, it's cool. 
I was actually last week I had uh, Joe Brim. He came on uh, Joe Brim. I mean, people that know me you probably know who he is. If not, he was one of my mentors uh, when I was coming up at Discover. Now he's like my brother. He's just a good dude. Awesome designer. I shouldn't even say designer. He is a creative, um, both entrepreneurial and within the corporate, I guess, Fortune 200 space. Uh, does some great work. But we were talking after the, the show last week or the Clubhouse call last week. I like Clubhouse. If you're not on there, get on Clubhouse because you get to network with like-minded people from all over the world and you get to pick and choose which groups you're in and it's different than our typical uh, different in a way than our typical social media with facebook instagram tiktok uh because you can pick and choose how much you want to listen what rooms you want to join what rooms you want to start don't get me wrong you still got a lot of frauds on there that are posing they made me do some research uh and i'm about to hop off here i apologize i'm rambling but they made me do some research i had to look up what the one percent was in the United States. So from a salary perspective or how much money you make a year, let's just say this. There's so many rooms to talk about make a million dollars this year, make a million dollars in six months, blah, 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 blah. You know, if you make over 400,000 or maybe it's 500,000, you're in that 1% club. So are there really that many millionaires? Mm, Yeah, I don't know about that. Then they got the stock talks and Matter of fact, my next podcast is going to be random. Maybe I'll put it out on Saturday. Um, it's actually going to be on uh, on Clubhouse or social media again. Actually, it's going to be focused on Clubhouse. But outside of that, like I said, February, I'm going to do a series in February. It'll be on entrepreneurship versus corporate America, pros and cons. I'm going to have some, some guests on that work in both uh, corporate America uh, one, well, all of them I'm super excited about, but there's a country, couple entrepreneurs that are doing their own thing in the athletic space. Um, interested to hear their take on it. And then I'm also super excited. Uh, got an exec from a corporate, uh, corporation that's going to come on and talk on one of the podcasts. I'm super interested in her story and her thoughts on it because before I knew what she did in the corporate world, she was this nice, sweet, awesome, kind lady. Having business conversations with her, I called my friend like, man, your mom is a beast. She was like, oh, I know. So I'm super excited to have her on as well. It's going to be it's going to be cool. Um, February, I'm going to have at least four, maybe even five. I may have some drop in multiple days uh, or multiples drop in a day. But I'm going to have a different series outside of my just Wednesday W-I-N-S-D-A-Y series uh, that'll drop on corporate America versus entrepreneurship. Give some different perspectives. I feel like right now so many people are, I got to be an entrepreneur. I got to be an entrepreneur. I got to be an entrepreneur. And when you think about it, (laughs) I know a lot of people in corporate America and don't get me wrong. It may take some time to get there, but it's going to take time to build your own business as well. Um, I know a lot of people in corporate America that are doing very, very well for themselves. And on the other side, I know a lot of people that are entrepreneurs that are doing very well for themselves. Any way you put it, you got to work your ass off and it'll get back to what I was talking about today. Vision, leadership, skill set, being the example, taking ownership. But those are just tips for life. Oh, wait, you probably need those. But no, I definitely appreciate you guys time. Happy Wednesday, W-I-N-S-D-A-Y. Hope your week has been going well. Finish the week strong. Be great. Think about it.